following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star community radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Connors FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on the IRLoneStar.com. All right, boys and girls, you're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com. Dig a Skippy in the morning, going live right now. It's 9.02. You can find us on our video feed on Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy slash live. Or, of course, you just go to IRLoneStar.com slash live. Listen to us on our app, uh, all that kind of cool stuff. We're really excited about today's show. Uh, we had, do have a special guest. We have a local author, comic book writer, uh, podcaster, Nerd Thug radio host. We have Corey DeLaGuardia. I hope I said that right. Your mic's on, dude. I always do the intro. You know that. Uh, I'm just, just shoving it in your face. But, uh, but yeah, he'll be in the studio. We'll talk, uh, comics and stuff like that. He has a new comic that he's trying to kickstart. You can find all the info in the description. So that's kind of cool. Uh, I do have his other comic that he does, and I'll bring those out here in a second. But he'll be in the studio at 9 o'clock, or no, not 9 o'clock, uh, sometime between now and 11. We're going to broadcast all the way till 11, of course. Today's show is brought to you by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Small business office cleaning needs in the Montgomery County area, especially after a hurricane. Uh, they do one time, and they also do schedule cleanings, 832-689-7996. Visit them online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. And then our other sponsor, C3 Creative Content Creations. They do video, social media, writing, if it's creative, creative and tangible, they do it. One thing I do want to let you know about C3 is I know COVID's kind of uh, bringing businesses back uh, during this time. So if you really need to get out and advertise or do your uh, social media or do like just kind of ramp it up, uh, give C3 Creative Content Creations a call. Uh, their website is c3thewoodlands.com. Don't forget, all of our sponsorship information can be found in the description. And, of course, on our website, irlonestar.com slash dickandskippy. If you want to sponsor the show, let us know. Uh, we are pending a nonprofit, so to support the show will be a donation or a sponsorship and that kind of stuff. Uh, outside of that... Let's get Sean on with me. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. We've had a full morning already. We yeah. met early, did episode two of our taco review yeah. show, a little separate show where, where we've started. Uh, basically, it's just a shameless attempt to be able to eat tacos whenever we want. 
Yeah, we went to Carmelita's this morning. It was a nice, it's an eerie morning. I was going to say, we uh, do need to make a comment about the weather and about what's going on. Hey, Dick. Uh, Dick. And Dick. Oh, I just got a message from Corey. He won't be able to come in today for hurricane prep. So, Corey, we won't ever say your name today, ever. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I hope you help your family and all that kind of stuff. Um, unfortunately, we won't have Corey in, but we'll pimp your comics. I'll show you some comics. I really like his comics. His new one's a little, it looks weird to me, but then again, all comics kind of have an edge to it. So, Corey came in about a year ago, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, uh, with uh, talking about a new comic he created. Um, looked very, very hardcore, very in- intensive. I-, I liked it. Uh, great artwork. And so, he was going to come in today with a follow-up, but... Hurricane Laura kind of had other plans, so we will catch you next time. But I guess one could say, there's a storm coming. Yeah, uh, speaking of which, I use Space City Weather. I don't know if you use those people for like the weather. I am. My, my wife actually turned me on yeah, to them. And more and more people are saying I, Space City well, Weather. They well, don't, they don't sugarcoat it. They don't panic. They let you straight up know this is what they expect. This is the reality of it. I really like them. SpaceCityWeather.com. Uh, and they write out like paragraphs of explaining each situation like i think they even did they had like a section this morning about uh, about wind mm-hmm. about weather and then they go into a section about houston like if you're driving on i-45 from these places these places they expect- make it very real it's, yes. it's not kind of academic where and the area of this or 20 miles of that they're like if you're in this part of town you're hosed or you're not yeah and looking at uh montgomery county as a source looking at from there we're in the advisory category uh, meaning we're right there on the outskirts between uh, Baytown and them. And so those people are in a serious situation over there uh, in Beaumont and things like that. We're right there. Houston's like right on the outskirts. I think it's Beltway 8, east side of Beltway 8. Is This the, looks like it's following the Rita track. I don't, yeah, I don't but know. But not as I don't, as I don't, I don't have a collection, car collection of hurricanes dude i don't know the what's the stats on the back bro what does it say well i mean just uh, when rita was coming our way there was that mass exodus where i used to live in an apartment right on the i-45 north feeder road uh in the woodland so i was on the other side of the freeway and i would get updates from friends as they were literally inching north over like a 12-hour period yeah so it would get to where someone would call hey i'm at you know i'm on the freeway outside your apartment i leave my apartment go down to their car spell them for about 10 minutes while they went to my apartment, like got freshened up, had a cup of coffee, and they come back out, and I moved maybe a foot or two, you know. And so I remember that because I decided to hunker. I was in upstairs apartment. I taped up my windows. I hunkered down. And, of course, the day after that, there was a lot of wind damage and some rain damage. But, I mean, at that point, it was ghost town. I had pretty much Houston to myself. It was, And Chris, listener Chris says the same thing. First word that popped in his mind this morning when he went out for a walk was it's it's kind of eerie. It is. It, it is. You know, kind of like, is it the calm before the storm? Well, is yesterday it- was even crazier to me because power went out on Frazier from, like, I want to say 2854 all the way to... Uh, 3083 i think that's the that's the road but like literally to get home it was bumper to bumper because everything was stoplights all the way mm-hmm. and i was like man this is kind of early for the hurricane don't you think or are they doing some tests or like i don't i don't know but that was the that was one of the strangest feelings because it seemed like everybody was out yesterday either getting something from the grocery store or like doing preparedness stuff i was concerned that we, we'd have that so far at least in the montgomery county area from what i was able to gather 
people aren't going bonkers. Uh, the missus and I uh, got it in our minds. Maybe there would be a generator available. So we decided to just go cruising without calling beforehand. We wanted to make a day of it. And we hit Harbor Freight. We hit um, uh, no Ace. No, I, it was kind of a foregone conclusion that generators are pretty much all snapped up. Yeah. But I was able to get like an extra flashlight one of those big torches with the six volt square batteries you know uh, so there were people in there but they weren't like throwing all the batteries in their cart so it was kind of controlled mini chaos uh nice well, note. we went to heb and you know bought a boatload of uh supplies just in case yeah and again it was full but it wasn't meltdown like it was with well, i was saying i was noting more on the the road being on the road, well, but we also we came up to Conroe, went out to the west oh, side of the a woodlands. Lot of people out. Uh, it was busy, but not honking horns like a like an asteroid movie. You know what I'm talking about? I that mean, obligatory scene of the freeways where people felt, are hitting each I'm other. Uh, well, I, I do also want to let people know a word of advice. Uh, being from my mother's from Galveston, so she kind of like knows what to do procedural wise. I never even thought about this, but she suggested that. Your neighbors, who are you, any patio furniture, anything that is could be a dangerous object with the wind, help your neighbors put it up. Because she says it's it's amazing how some people just don't think about it, and all of a sudden you end up with the whole furniture set in your backyard. Yeah, you have metal legs spiking through the air yeah, at 70 miles um, an hour. So, yeah, if you have neighbors, be very friendly. Let them know, hey, I'll help you put this stuff That's in That's where scenes from... Um, final destination come from you mm-hmm. know someone's walking during hurricane hurricane in galveston and they get impaled with a now i heard someone saying that if if it's furniture pool furniture that's like vinyl and metal throw it in the pool let it sink you know yeah. let it sink to the bottom of the pool it'll be just as safe there as anywhere else i i never would have contemplated that but i heard several people but that, mention yeah that. that just when she told me that last night i i visited them last night and then she's like yeah just make sure everything's off the patio and you know, XYZ. But we want everyone to. Uh, J- Jason cracks me up. He posted a uh, music video to our things. Uh, apparently, there's a uh, there's a song called Taco <laughs> by uh, Little Big, I mean, which, which is one who, of my nicknames. I mean, that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so it's coming, guys. Keep a tra- uh, keep an eye on it. I know the City Connor sent a release last night, basically, and they're going to be working. Uh, we're on the clock to give information and emergency information if it does come to that. I know here at the radio station, I'm pretty much on standby. Uh, I will say that Space City Weather is my go-to place again. And, and Lone uh, Star Radio, by the way, hi, hi Judy, thanks for uh, uh, tuning in to us. Lone Star Radio is the Conroe emergency yeah. broadcast, you know, for all things storm-related. And I remember when um, Harvey was hitting us, I was tuned in because you had a lot of those calls that day. Yeah, well, what's funny was I remember that happening because that was before us. The city side of it, because eventually this building where we are uh, lost power. But the city has like you know all the backup of the backup. So we have it set up to where we can transfer over there. And it was funny because the PR people for the fire department and everything, they're like, they are so good at writing up press releases. But then it was like, oh, they don't want to go on the radio. Like they did, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I'm like, well, someone needs to read this stuff. <laughs> And, uh, but yeah, so we're here for you, 104.5, as uh, the emergency in Conroe only, unfortunately, some outer, uh, outer areas. So basically, you're, if you don't hear us on the FM, it's because your city doesn't care about you. That's right. Um, and I know that for a fact, uh, but... And we want you to riot outside of City Hall. Or now we have to go into the riot talk. Uh, no, that, that, that'll guarantee that we'll, we'll get beyond... 
242 uh, and, and 105. Okay, yeah, true. Yeah. But no, just keep an eye on it, folks. Be safe. Uh, you know, do all the normal prep. If you don't know anything about prep, uh, look up like Montgomery County uh, Emergency Services. They have a list of like, this is what you need in the house. You know, this is how you help each other. Bah, bah, bah. Uh, one thing, probably the most important thing to do is fill up your tub with water. And, and what's even more important, clean your tub before you do this. Okay. I, I've, I've, I've taken baths in my bath. Do you think I want to drink that water as is? I don't think it's for drinking water. Well, That's it's not for, what I do. It's I for thought... all kinds of stuff. You never know. But even at HEB yesterday, uh, you know, like I was saying in the grocery, there was plenty of bottled water you have, coming out. I, I hope you have drinking water available, not just your bath water. No, I always get my water from my bathtub, don't so, we all? Oh, boy, is my face red. Weird. But uh, be safe. Uh, looks like the, the primary issue we're going to get is some rain, some winds. Uh, no flooding is predicted right now. Of course, Laura is just, she's being mercurial, as Laura's are want to be. Yeah. Is, uh, this one should have been, is it just me, or should this hurricane not have been named Karen? I don't know, man. You know, because you got the whole People Karen like Karen stuff. thing here. But uh, yeah, please please be safe out there. If there's if there's water that you know you don't know how deep it goes, just assume it. There's a bottomless pit. Turn around. Don't drown. Be safe. Keep in touch. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, that's be careful out there, yeah. guys. If you didn't buy your flood insurance more than thirty days ago, you, shame on you. Because all right, you know, next topic. I told you. Uh, I know Corey's not coming in. That kind of changes. But we can talk about Corey, and he is—he he can do nothing about that. We That's can make true. up all kinds of stuff. Corey and the goat. Yeah, helping out his parents prepare. Yeah, we know what your priorities are, man, putting family before Dick. Okay, I do want to talk about this. Uh, I was curious. I saw a thing with Bill and Ted. It's coming out. They're doing a digital release of it first, and they might release it in some theater, the, the theaters. The new Bill and Ted new movie. Bill and Ted. I was thinking— so with COVID happening, been happening for a while. This is going to change gears, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these celebrities are doing interviews via Zoom and things like that. Yep. Do you see the future of publicity drastically changing after COVID? Because to me, these interviews seem so much more down to earth quotes. Yeah, I get that. Like it's not like you're going on Jimmy Kimmel and you're talking for three minutes. And that's it. Like some of these people go really into it. And then you also get to see like it's not perfect. Like they might lose connection or like to me, it's kind of like, all right, tell me really why I need to see this movie. And I don't think it'll be the new normal, but I think it'll be a new kind of subset of it because the, the, the cutesiness that you were just referring to, like sometimes you lose connection. That novelty is going to wear off pretty quick. It's like, wait, I'm buying, you know, I'm paying a hundred and something bucks a month for cable. I should be able to get clear pictures and not, you know, that kind of stuff. And I mean, look at it. Sometimes our video freezes here. And we have an audience of like maybe three people sometimes. And they're like, all three of them are going, hey, you're, you're frozen. So, you know, the novelty wears off. But there will be some points where a, I, I think it's become more acceptable that, hey, you know, your star, Jason Momoa, may not be available for Kimmel, but he can still zoom in from home. Yeah. And so you can go back and forth. But I don't well, I think continuing see, the whole shows. I can see a like lot that. of people doing it just because it's easy. It's like, oh, it's kind of like that cameo business. That we talk about. If anyone doesn't know, it's a it's an a service that you can pay actors at different scaling prices to like read a message. Mm-hmm. And to me, it'd be hilarious to know how many hours certain actors are clocked on it because there's certain actors and famous people out there that are not famous because their new movie's coming out. They're famous because they had that one movie from 20 years ago 
and they did the truffle shuffle mm-hmm. or something like that. And then so it's like, I'll pay you 50 bucks to do the truffle shuffle and say, happy birthday, Mike. You know, that kind of stuff. And I, I dig that because I've actually looked on Cameo. I've been looking for a couple of people for a special message, a couple of people that I can, if I, I'd like to pay to give a, a special message to my yeah. wife for like birthday or something. And I've come across some real B, C, and D list celebrities. And they still, from what I gather, because they'll have like their little portfolio with examples of what they've done, they still get into it, especially like, you know, there's an actress who's known for a couple of science fiction shows, you know, kind of low, yeah, I mean, lower levels. I'm saying there's layers to that. And, and she gets stuff. totally, everyone's going, hey, can you please do by Grapthar's Hammer, you know, and she'll do it without publicly grousing about it. She'll put herself into it. I think it's really cool because that it's stuff like that that makes celebrities and I use quotation marks, more approachable and accessible to, to, you know, to have them have your name. It's one thing to get their autograph, but for them to say to Dick, love so-and-so. Well, I guess makes uh, it more special. my personal angle on this, the people going on the internet doing it, it's like their interviews are longer. They're on, they're on content I already consume. So I look, I'm not looking for Gal Gadot and what she's doing. It's more of like, I listen to Joe Rogan and he has these interesting people on this week. That one person happens to be Gal Gadot or something like that. Yeah, and I think that's really where I, I think that's where the shift's going is the celebrity people aren't creating their own platform; they're attaching themselves to a platform that they know has a big audience. And I think, unfortunately, for the late time, late night television, they're losing their audience. Like that was popular X amount of years ago. Going through today, it still has a little bit, but it's not going to be as much as like say going on like Pod Save America or something that a podcast that has a huge following, and they keep an eye on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and listener Chris agrees with you. He says, yes, we'll get more digital for the future, and that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited about uh, like going forward with movies, like especially like Dune. Dune's trailer's releasing, I think, in the, in the front of September. And I'm, I'm interested to see how movies like that are adapting to the COVID situation. Well, they've all got their, you know, their well, they're still suit masks on. Well, it's on. more of like, because you know these companies are like, all right, how far out should we start planning? Because we got to have a strategy when it does reach that part. Because I know theaters are opening up. I know, like, Tenant, I think it's pronounced Tenant, the Christopher Tenet. Nolan movie, has been having huge issues about, like, they were supposed to release a month ago, mm-hmm. and then they're trying to figure out, they want to get it out. And, like, Christopher Nolan, from what I understood, was like, I want this movie in theaters. Like, we're not going to do digital distribution. Like, we're not doing that. Uh, it has to be. My movies are IMAX movies, man. Yeah, and then, so he gets Christian Bale to dress up the like Batman and going, "Where's my cinema release?" Yeah, that's what he needs to do. Is beat yeah. up some people and that's my Batman. Get a little suspect investigations going on. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I'm interested to see how they're going to treat going forward because you know there's always the talk. Oh, now businesses are going. Oh, this movie's not going to be that good. Let's just do. Let's do both. Let's do both. Or now, if I may, because we're talking about like the new. What's the new normal? Are these people going to zoom in? I feel with with a lot of filmmaking, a uh, relatively easy fix for if you can't get groups of people together or you can't get let's say more than two actors, a lot more green screen, but not to produce Middle Earth or Alderaan or something. But you know, let's say there's a a scene that's going to require 20 people in the same room 
you could film them separately or two at a time, and then just with creative angles and, and editing. Yeah, they do. That make, with, they already do that with a lot of shows. But what I'm saying is that that's for special stuff. Like if you need an exploding volcano behind you, you, you do it in front of a green screen. This is purely for practical work. That okay, I want to keep my actors safe, but I need 20 in the same room, so I'm going to shoot them separately on green screen and then put you know the office background. You know, did you know that was the con- that's a conspiracy theory for the movie Tag? Have you heard the movie Tag based off that article that was written a while back about those adult friends who still play Tag? Oh, yeah, I've heard of it. But So the, uh, the movie features like five male actors. Because they're like in their 40s now, right? Yeah. Weddings and tagging each so other. So it's, like it's like a legit <laughs> game. Well, anyway, the movie came out, and there's a conspiracy theory that uh, I think pronounced his name Hannibal Buress. Uh He was casted after like the main shoots because they needed to have a diverse cast. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the it's a conspiracy theory, folks. I, I'm all about it. But it's like if you look at every scene that he's in, yes. it's like he's always off a little bit, and it's <laughs> it's always just like a line, like no one's reacting to him really. And I believe that, and it was kind of funny. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't I don't really know. Uh, but I like those kind of conspiracy because I know like Arrested Development faced that issue where like Harry uh, Harry Winkler couldn't be on set, so they there's definitely obvious green screening going on when you're watching him enter the room and stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I think for the lower budget movies, I think that'll be a new normal, which means that the directors and cinematographers and editors will need to add that to their repertoire. Yeah, but there's going to be a point with coronavirus is, is no one's going to like they're going to be like we're not we're you know how they always have like defcons. Mm-hmm. There's gonna we're gonna get down to zero by the well actually it goes the other way around. Well, you know what I meant. But I mean the movies Whatever. always get it backwards. Defcon five is is the best. Defcon is like take us to Defcon whatever you know. But thanks, Sean. I really, really needed that information. Well, you know, I try. I'm keeping because it real. I'm, I'm clearly around people who are always saying what DEFCON, Defcon level we are. It's defense condition. Level. I know. But uh, okay, apparently uh, the movie's already out because Chris already saw it. What tenant? Uh, no, um, the the tag. Well, yeah, the movie's already out. I, I didn't realize it was out. I thought you were talking about like early, early. Oh, no, I'm it. saying that was the conspiracy theory was they literally reshot all Hannibal's scenes oh, to I, be added into And I it. can see that because it may be that, you know, we shoot look because I'm part of some local film productions here. And it may be we can't get 20 people in the room, but we got to get this movie shot. Hey, let's throw up a green screen and, and put them in. Because I think that's different from like all the money in the world where they replaced Kevin Spacey with. Christopher Plummer. They like now, I think there's going to come a point where they actually just overlay. No, they I think in that movie they sh- completely sh- reshot everything. Right, but so. it would be cool if just eventually they just overlay the person or just did, you know do that deep was a deep fake thing where they just changed their face. Well, uh, hold on, no, the Mrs. Kibby is asking how come she's not seeing the comments cuz you're on an iPad, honey, cuz you bought an iPad and so you got to well, get what you what you, that, what you sow what you what reap. One thing that Facebook does and I dislike it is we broadcast both both on Lone Star's page and Dick and Skippy's page mm-hmm. and you don't see each other's comments. So oh, she yeah, might be watching. Be on the wrong one. Yeah, she might be watching. Yeah, that. come over to the Dick and Skippy in the mornings video, not the Lone Star video. But video. uh that might help you, honey. But yeah, that was. I'm, I'm excited about the Dune stuff. I'm. I kind of. I want to see Tenant, but I really. Christopher Nolan to me is always kind of like. There's always a plane exploding. There's always that that Hans Zimmer kind of music. I'm like, man, I, I don't really. But care. with Nolan, here's the thing I I, I dig about him. It's he, do, he he's not a he, not afraid to not talk down. He doesn't talk down to his audiences. You get a lot of like Memento. Where you got to watch that twice just to figure out what the heck's going on. Yeah, I mean, he's or good at what he does. You, you know the he got. Pretty deep into the psychological aspects of Batman, you know, he did kind of he redefine right. it. He all right. 
Um, so Tenet, I'm looking forward to. Now, I saw this morning, actually, the trailer for the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Yeah. So everyone's talking about it. I it's gonna suck. really could not care less. But it was just weird that... Once again, there are certain songs that the band has just whored themselves to the movie industry that that, that particular song will go everywhere. Most notably, Smash Mouth's uh, All Star. It's on Trek. It's in Rat. It is in so many. It's in Mystery Men. It I is, see no problem with that. That guy makes so much money. Well, yeah, was, that's the they're known for that one song and all these movies. But so the, the this trailer for the new Snyder cut of Justice League, it's a a cover of that Hallelujah. Yeah. That they used in Watchmen. That they used yeah. in you know everything in the history that's of just mankind. That's man. But. I'm trying to. I gotta. I hate to say this. I'm gonna have to rewatch Justice League just to figure out what's gonna be different. I I, re- I told you I rewatched it on Monday. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And on Monday show. And I. It, what's interesting to me about what they're trying to promote it as is oh, it's like the Snyder Cut. It's gonna be a four uh, four one hour pieces. And I get. I'm thinking to myself, Justice League wasn't even that good of a movie. Like, the content, like, the storyline, everything. I was like, I don't really see how adding two more hours to it is really (laughs) going to drastically change, like, the whole idea of what how good Justice League is. Nick, you're dead bang on um, when it comes to those those director's redos. Really quickly, uh, Chris has asked if we've seen Nolan's Dunkirk. I did. I liked it, but also it took me a few... This sounds funny. It took me a minute to click that it's three different timelines going on. The one hour, the one day, and the one week thing. How he... You know what's cool is somebody uh, mashed together... I think it's called Finest Hour. It's uh, Uh about Winston Churchill during like Dunkirk. And I think uh, Gary Ullman played him. Yeah, Battle of Britain was our finest hour. Okay, I'm not trying to do the movie. The Mm -hmm. movie was called something like that. Yeah, but I mean, that's what he's talking about. But they, they merged the movie together. So both Dunkirk and this movie, it was like a four-hour movie or three-and-a-half-hour movie where they took, they basically spliced them together because it's basically covering the same thing, but one was on the home front and one was on, like, actual battle. Uh-huh. Or, I guess, whatever. Um, but, no, I, I've... Christopher Nolan movies, the thing that he does so well is they're so tight. Like, everything about them are, is so well done. There's nothing fluffy. Yeah, like, it, you just... I agree. Because what's funny is he's so good at it. For example, if you watch Batman... You didn't really even notice when they switch from IMAX camera to regular camera, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Like he does it all the time, and that's how good he is with his editing, where you don't even notice the frames change. Like you usually you would notice, oh, there's black bars, no black bars, black bars. I mean, like, but in his movies you don't notice it, but he does it all the time. I think my main problem with his movies is just so much. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is well. As you said, that Snyder. Coming back into his baby, because a lot of these movies that have their renegade versions, and I'm about to give you a couple of great examples, it's like, well, as Chris just pointed out, another director came in and jacked up my original vision, and so I get to get it back. But look at um, well, like the Richard Donner cut of Superman 2. Well, that was completely different. But what it was is... You know, I watched it, and Donner, you know, because I also watched it with the commentary, and he's so proud of what was shot, but the movie wasn't that much better. Well, okay, give you an idea. Highlander 2, well, same thing. Yeah, well, you know, idea, you had what I'm talking about. Russell Davies do a Highlander 2, is, and it still sucks. If you watch Justice League, it wasn't like there was they literally cut out a whole villain or, like, a character. 
they just shortened it. So basically, like when someone says, "Hey, we're doing a director's cut of this," I'm like, "All right, so you're basically going to add a couple more scenes." There's added footage, but there's also redefining like, it. Like I said, for Superman two and Highlander two, the, dire- the original director came back and said, "I'm." Putting in my footage that got taken out, or you know, the bean counters came well, in and made the immortals. Well, Chad, Chad, Chad or Chaz? Chaz. Chaz on Monday was like, "Oh, they're adding dark side to it," and I'm thinking, right when he said that to me, I was like, "You know what? That basically is going to be. It's just going to be like they're in space, and there's a guy, and he has a dark voice going." It is my turn, and that's it. Yeah, it's like, like Thanos not, it's in like, the early. It's Avengers not like he movies. was in the battle. Doing but stuff. you got a you got a big a, a quick shot of uh, what's his name Steppenwolf in this new trailer, and I gotta say it looks a lot. But I think you pointed still, out that the original that sucked, huh? The character sucked. Yeah, the character sucked, but he looked sucky too because it looked like a half rendered CGI. This one looked more real. But he still has the same dialogue. Oh, no, awful. I'm not saying the character himself is any yeah. improved. I mean, just how it looks. It's crap. It's crap. I'm not inspired to go diving into this because I, I could barely sit through the original Justice yeah, League. That's what I'm saying. Like when he, I was like, who really gets motivated to watch? Like, I guess the only way, like to compare it, uh, I'm a big fan of Lord of the Rings extended versions. Mm-hmm. And like what I liked what they did with those versions is they added stuff that wasn't like an extended scene. They added completely new characters, completely new. And on the DVD, if you see, they'll let you know in the in the scene breakdown. This is an extended scene. This is a new scene, just so you can get a sense of yeah of like, what it was. I think in Justice League, what they're going to do is they're going to expand on Cyborg and his dad because you didn't really get a lot of Cyborg in Justice League. You kind of got that like he was saved by this alien technology, and that was pretty much it. And mm-hmm. they like the only conversation you had with his dad was in in the apartment. They're probably going to have the explosion. They're probably going to do that. Uh, I mean, and uh, outside of that. They might do a little bit more uh, explaining the why Dark Side and them are coming to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now Chris seems Crap. to be a fan of it because you know he, he's saying that the original plan was for three movies, anyways. So you know, footage was shot for that. I may have to rewatch the they original might, Justice that, League. Well, they might use the Batman footage that the movie they quit making. That's right. That could easily be a be a situation. I think they should just randomly add the fight scene between Deathstroke and Batman in it, just just for fun. <laughs> and I, I'd love it. have it like the ending of Clue. This is how it happened. That what cool. about this? This is how it could have happened. And that and that guy, the actor who they casted at Deathstroke, looked pretty good. It's that uh, I don't know his name. I don't mind. I forget his name. Big buff uh, guy. The Rock. No. This guy's hair. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. I don't know. I forget his name. I forgot. I, have I no think he's idea. a magic fight. That's the only thing I remember. Really Channing, Channing Chan- no, Tatum older. something? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, I don't know. My wife knows the Magic Mike cast intimately, I believe. You know, knowledge, knowledge of the. It doesn't matter. Okay. It doesn't matter. But, uh, but yeah, Dune's coming out. I think uh trailer's going to be really cool. Excited about that movie. Um, I will because. For better or worse, David Lynch set a bar with Dune, you know, the very iconic look. And so to come in after that know. to the reboot it. The sci-fi series really kind of gave me. Oh, I love the sci-fi series. It was it was closer to the I book. Think, I think what killed me with the David Lynch is like the hairstyle. They didn't like, 
to me, it was like they had this team, right? They're doing movies, and they're like, hey, we got to make this futuristic. But they didn't tell that to the hairstylist. <laughs> and the hairstylist kind of goes, hey, this is what I'm really good at. Hey, it's 1986, and by golly, we're going to Yeah, and that was the only, only thing them. I was like. Because certain ones had crazy hair, but they were also like insanely No, Kyle people. McLaughlin with his flowing locks. I just didn't. I mean, I, I don't know. But the look is so iconic that this is one of those movies that to remake it would be like almost like remaking Star Wars A New Hope. It's, you know, you can, to have a different director come in with their interpretation, it's like, but the original has very, and a very iconic look to it. Yeah. Or 2001, you know, to remake that. It's part of the allure of that was that it, it's kind of chintzy, you know, with AT&T and Pan Am, you know, these, you know, a company that doesn't even exist anymore, supposing to get us to the moon, uh, or the, the the switches when nowadays we have touchpads. It's cute. You don't want that re rebooted. Uh, that's why, I like when Abrams rebooted Star Trek, he kind of paid homage to it. That yeah, our cell phones now are is it better than the communicators. So that they he tried to update it, but without completely revamping it, where you still have switches and pull levers and stuff. So there some respect was paid. I think to the source material. That suck. Just garbage. Fine. Yeah. What's next on your list, my young friend? Uh, outside of entertainment, that was really my last thing of entertainment. I know uh, your your favorite. Oh, Joe Man Mangliano. Yeah, that's the guy. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, he was he was playing. Him. And, and my wife is now making fun of me that I'm not Channing Tatum. He could be. I could With be. enough plastic surgery. Dude, could, there's, it could there's be not enough. There's not it enough polymer in the world. So uh, the RNC is going on. I know that's like your best thing ever. Uh, I'm just kidding. I have no idea if you're watching that. Uh -huh. I still don't understand why people watch this stuff. Uh, I, I what I find interesting is you go on the internet and you find people commenting about the RNC. That's mm -hmm. very enjoyable. Well, um, I, I tend to do the same thing with like the Oscars. I haven't watched the Oscars or Emmys or Golden Globes in forever, but I'll. No, I'll watch the next morning the top ten best and worst things about it. But I did notice that that Nick Nicholas Sandman, is Nic that, Nick Sandman, uh huh? What a cool last name. Uh, With two ends. He Sandman. yeah, he was on it, and that was interesting to me because I, I, every time I hear more about this guy, I always think about like the next ten years of his life, going like I wonder how that's going to play out. Because he's going to be doing the normal coming-of-age stuff or, like, going to college, getting a job. Well, he says he wants to, when he turns 25, run for office. So, but, I mean, like, it's just, as I'm saying, like, he, whatever he does, I wonder how you're not going to be able to attach, oh, were you the guy who got drummed in his face and then got basically death threats for, like, half a year because... And now he... Uh, so, I, I love CNN how yesterday. How much money do you really think he got? Like, after well, he lawyers, was suing for like two hundred and fifty million. I know after we didn't lawyers, get that. after all, I'm talking like in his bank account right now. If he went to the ATM and goes, "Hey, I want to see what my balance is," it, what do you? It think? It would be in the in, in the millions. You think so? Low millions. But remember, there's only two of six so far that he's settled with. Yeah, of, of his lawsuits. Now, I actually on Twitter a while back. How did you, how do you get taxed for that? You don't get taxed on um, lawsuit settlements. Really? No. So you get a full check, yep. and you don't have to claim. You don't have to say, "Hey, I income nope. twenty million dollars." Nope. Really? Yep. Well, lucky him. Mm -hmm. uh, same thing with life insurance policies; they're not taxed. Now, everything else in the estate is, but 
Well, I mean, because the reason I like this, I like this guy's situation because it's so unique. Because it happened to him at such a young age, and there's still people out there who basically still think he's trash. Mm-hmm. And and it's only because he wore a MAGA hat. Really, that's the only way I I saw. It. Like, imagine if he didn't wear a MAGA hat. I wonder if it'd be near enough publicity that it, it would, got. It wouldn't have made the news. And and I was like, all right, so he's applying to college. He does have a kind of a recognizable name, but. You know, somebody's down the line going, oh, that's that kid. That's that kid. But yeah, but... For the rest of his life, that's that kid. But true, but... I mean, like, right now, Monica Lewinsky piped up something. God help me, I, I had to respond to her. She was on Twitter saying, trash-talking the people speaking on... For the RNC. Oh, well, that's what... She, and then she asked, uh, A-I-T-A. A-I-T-A, which... Am I the... Only one? No. no. Um, a word I can't say. Am on. I the idiot? Yeah, kind of idiot, but it starts with an A, and I can't say uh, it. Mind a butthole? Yeah. Yeah. And so I had to respond, well, no, that happened last week when Bill Clinton spoke at the DNC. It's like, why are you, you forgot that this man essentially, you know, there's the definition of, you know, sexual harassment in the workplace. That would have been it. Uh, also on Twitter, I uh, why, tagged. Why, why are you going on Twitter, man? Because I'm a you know yeah, troll. I, I did want to say you're kind of deteriorating. So I'm thinking it's because you're on Twitter all the time. No, I'm, I'm part of the conversation until November the fourth. But I uh, tagged both David Hogg and Nick Sandman, and the thing going. I would love to see in like 30 years the two of these go head to head. Oh yeah, in a race because you know they're both the poster child of their particular parties. And of the two of them, Nick Sandman no, actually responded I don't see that to that Hogg guy being a poster child. Well, no, he's held up by a lot. He's doing this. Well, whole, I mean, he's a he's an activist. Mm-hmm. So he's going to fit in that activist crowd. But best way to, to perform activism is to practice what you preach and to be a part of the change you want to see made. So okay, if you're enough. grousing about... Like, I don't see Nick Sandman being an activist. <laughs> well, it's, again, it's, it's the styles that they take. But right now, these are both young men about the same age, both thrust in the spotlight, half thrust by others, and half taking that and running with it. So I just commented... Not with a preference on either one. I love to see these two go head to head in a, you know, presidential or congressional or gubernatorial battle. And of the two, Nick Salmon actually resp- responded to me on that, which was kind of funny. That's why you're on Twitter, so you can feel validated. Yeah, yeah. I want that. What is it? A blue check, blue blue tick box. What you is get that? Get one. You're you're journalist technically. Is that is that how you get it? But uh, from what I understood, that was the joke. Like, the only way to quickly get one is to say you're a journalist. Yeah, I'm not that into Twitter. I like going on it from time to time, but I'm not, like, Mr. Twitter. Well, I mean, because he spoke at the RNC, and I know a lot of people have been talking about it. And it's just funny to me that the strategies of these these groups of political parties going like, oh, this is going to be a big deal. we got to get big impact people on our stuff. And the Nick Sandman, to me, was a great opportunity. But out of all the other people, I didn't really feel like the impact. Because that guy, like, he has a story to tell. Yeah, and, and if you and notice the me, CNN But, but to reporter, me, it's not a Republican story. But then again, it exactly. could be because he's wearing a MAGA hat. But, I, I mean, I, the way I always saw that story he, was it, he was just judged prematurely. and But, like, it was weird as he was just standing there. It wasn't like I knew he was there for like a fight to right to life or something like that, but you didn't see that in the video. You didn't see them with their signs saying "Don't kill babies" and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It was just like they were just standing there. 
Pats, and that's where that's where I'm coming in. And I'm like, this guy is universal. Like this should guy, this guy should be used as an example of like this is. That's what a we good point. Do. He could have in an alternate, you know, fringe universe where you know BLM hats are the ones that get knocked yeah. off and stolen, and it could have gone the other way. It goes beyond Republican and Democrat, and I, I, I agree with you on that uh, absolutely. Uh, but what cracked me up last night was CNN was had to show him his speech where he just settled for God knows how much money CNN settled with him because he sued them. So CNN they lost a lot of people. It's not just like one. But you have one of the reporters going, I don't want to listen to the snot nosed brat. I mean, this was the actual reporter saying this on uh, again on Twitter. But it's like, wow, I guess, you know, sour. To have the entity that just lost a lawsuit to this guy to air his... Because they didn't have to air him, to be honest. They didn't have to air that speech. CNN could have chosen to air whatever they wanted. And they've frequently been cutting away from the RNC. But just to have him on just so a reporter can say, this guy's a snot-nosed brat, I don't want to listen to him. That just that showed a de-evolution of CNN. And again, if it were would he say alternate reality and Fox it, News doing it, I'd have the same problem with it. Did he say it on the air or did he say it on Twitter? Twitter. Yeah, why are you going on Twitter, man? Because it exists. I mean, the good reporters don't don't give their opinions it can't be, on snot-nosed kids. Because I'm not one of those guys that says, well, if I don't read about it, then it doesn't exist. I mean, that's so crazy to me that somebody would spend their time watching something and go on another device complaining about, are you seeing this? Well, it's, well that it, Miller's kind of in the hot seat well, right now. Well, it reminds me of like the Game of Thrones and stuff. People watching just going like, this is trash. You know, like as like the show's going on, like uh-huh. don't spoil it for me, and they're like, "Yeah, you seen this?" <laughs> I mean, it's like entertainment for people watching this stuff. Yeah, and, and as, negative, as you said, it, using a different platform, like Bette Miller went on Twitter to say something I think really well, she's inappropriate. Nuts, dude. Yeah, and but it it goes against everything that her party is supposed to be able to embrace, which is immigration. To 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 make fun of the first lady, who's the first female immig- uh, the first immigrant first lady. Do you think that'd be something to be celebrated? No, it's and probably because she's Donald Trump's bingo. Wife. That's it. If it if you know, it it's were funny. I was, you know, would you say that people like a Bette Miller, Midler and stuff? Do you think they do that because they don't get enough attention, or because I was, th- you know, I would have said yes before, but now I really think there's just there's so much anger and rage, and I don't know if it's directed or misdirected or whatever that they can't not. It, it's for all the woes in the world. It's easy right now to. To blame one person or one family. Well, that's what's insane to me about today is th- all this stuff's going on around the United States, and it could happen at any time now. I feel like watching that Wisconsin thing, mm-hmm. I'm like, this could happen anywhere, like anywhere, because what? Really, yeah, you wouldn't think Wisconsin would be the next hot spot. Well, no, it, well, not even that, but it's more of like. What disturbs me about what happened in Wisconsin is you don't know the full information. No one does. Not all the and, footage, not all the evidence. And I'm has been not gathered. saying that's an excuse not to like be a protesting about it, but it's like the reaction of burning cars. And I'm like, man, it just takes a few people to really take it to the next level, and then everyone thinks we're at that level. Like, like everyone thinks Wisconsin is at that level right now, mm-hmm. which I don't think it is. I mean, I think it's a few. But I mean, like, imagine being here. But in you Congo, still have. You can have just a, it's just a few businesses being burned down or just a oh, few no. people being kicked in the head. It's still too many. What Chris, you, oh, Chris has asked a really good question. He asked, would Trump have won without Twitter? Well, I would say yes, because Twitter wasn't what it was before Trump won. Trump kind of, I feel, turned it around. Well, I think Twitter's about to go bankrupt. No, I think uh, to answer that question, I think Trump 
the uh, Trump knew that he wasn't going to be in his mind fairly covered by interesting by the media, and I think he know he's known that because he's been dealing with the media for a long time. So he identified Twitter as a place to get his voice out, where he can say it's me, it's me. Because back me. then it was unfiltered, but now. Because Facebook has he always been known to remove he, he, people. He would have found another platform. I mean, it, he would have found something where he can just speak his mind. Because I think that's where he identifies his strengths. That if he's able to say what he wants to say, instead of doing like a press release, instead of doing something like an interview, he wants to get it out every day. He's always on it. And every I'm the first one to say, every time he tweets, he knows full well he's let me ask got this. the news cycle let for me the ask next the 12 hours. This. Do you remember... Because Twitter's a great way to get stuff out the, the day of. Mm-hmm. And like every time it's I It's got a very short shelf life. Oh yeah. So every time I think of Twitter when it comes to famous people, usually they're using Twitter as a platform to replot, uh, relay something. Mm-hmm. And... The retweet, the forward. Yeah, so like comment. if you look like at, at Obama's before he was not president anymore, it was more of like, today is a great day. We honor XYZ. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like what you would see in a press release, but in a tweet. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember him doing something that, it, like, it was so personal. Where like, Agreed. like he goes, "Man, the Washington Redskins need to change their name." You know, something like it wasn't like that. It was always like I think with the Trump account, it's the first time you know that that's the actual president. Well, he's not sitting even, on the he's toilet not always tweeting. talking about the great things he's doing. He's talking about who he thinks are buttheads, mm-hmm. or you know, that kind of stuff. You know, it's him. So I think he would have found another platform. I think he would have found another way to get his, you but know. There are a few out there that would have that. In, no, he would have started his day. own. He would have done something inadvertently where he'd be like, Well, there's hey, that other one, that 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 other Twitter, uh, uh, yeah. Parlay, Parler. There's a lot of different ones. I was just saying, he would have found one, and then, of course, the news people well, the would question pick that is, up and go, did you see what he said on Parler or whatever? Mm-hmm. Or the question they, is, will Twitter survive after Trump? Yeah. Because it was before Trump, Twitter was not. It was I wouldn't have put it in the top platforms well, the, at all. The, the main issue that I think companies like social media companies are really putting too much money into is the censorship part. Because yes. at one point you're going to get so many employees, or you're going to be under fire so heavily from people because they're going to say like, "I can't believe you're allowed this, these things. I can't believe it." And I'm thinking to myself, "Well, they don't. Why are they like they're going to spend so much money annually on?" either programming or programmers or p- physical people or they're going to put a lot of energy into preventing, you know, this kind of content. And at the end of the day, it doesn't bring them money. Mm-hmm. It just brings them more trouble because someone else is going to say something that's going to be like, I can't believe you allowed that one. Oh, well now we got to pay $10,000 to get rid of that. We got to pay 20,000 <laughs> overhead. Yeah. yeah. And like, and I think that's the, that's the going to become their problem because they should have just outright say, Hey, we're not, we don't, we don't police people here. We're a platform for people to get out there. And that, they should have just stuck with it because that's where they're going to start spending there because they're going to do lawsuits. There's going to, I mean, it's, you're going to be going down a, a not a very positive hole when you're mm-hmm. going that way. That's how that's how I see it. And, and Chris kind of predicted my. I was going to ask him if he felt Trump would have won. Uh, I'd love to get other people's perspective, but uh, Chris says, "quote <clears throat> I think Twitter uh, appeals to people." Hold on, I'm taking off my glasses. I think Twitter appeals to people because it's such a short snippet with a society who wants nothing but quick bites, nothing substantial to have to read absolutely agree with you on that and even when they doubled because it's like double the number of characters it used no. to be like 140 characters where basically it was might be cute later idk 
you, you know, that kind of stuff. And now you can actually fill in more more stuff. And I, I like, when I do longer responses, I like viewing as a writing exercise. Okay, I have 260 letters well, and I, to respond. And I think that, respond. that pre- the, the Trump really knows how to utilize that style of messaging. Now, if you go look at his other social media, you kind of get a sense that's the similar PR kind of media where – he does the Facebook normal. I don't post. think I've ever looked at Trump's Facebook page if he even has one. Well, to be honest, on Facebook, anything that aren't that are not my friends, I don't know if it's a real or not. Well, that's what I'm saying. But I mean, so, there's got to be a real Donald I like Trump it or following Facebook it. Like, page. I don't really know because what confuses me the most about social media, they're changing it all the time. Where now it's like when Donald Trump, like there's like they're they have their PR campaigns mm-hmm. p- handles, and then they have like you know their personal one and they yeah have, there's real donald trump then there's team trump which is the campaign and then yeah. there's white house which care. is the official I white house account i don't know yeah but you you're right for better or worse trump knows how to use utilize or manipulate p- pick your adjective the the twitter and i firmly believe he knows full well every time he tweets he owns the news cycle for for the next six to twelve hours because he knows Media is going to respond to it. Oh, yeah, Trump I really can't wait till he's not president anymore. You know, and that's just, I'm, I'm that's rapidly just for, reaching the point, approaching the point reason. that yeah, I'm rapidly approaching the point that I really don't care. On, on some levels, I don't care who wins because I just want the I, just, I, I want I, the yelling to stop. I, I want the no, noisy neighbors to just I mean, the poli- not be noisy. And anymore. I think that's the beauty of the internet is people are getting to the point where people are so frustrated with everything. And it, it, to me, they're frustrated with something that doesn't really matter in a sense of, like, like if you really believe Donald Trump's going to be a dictator, I mean, that— If you really think he's going to refuse to leave the White House, I mean, I mean ask yourself, what's—is he going to handcuff himself to the Resolute Desk? You can't not, and he doesn't own the, the Supreme yeah, Court. I don't—I mean, it's— That's the only people that can overrule. You know what I'm saying is that he doesn't have that power to say, you can't just, make me yeah. leave the White House. Well, because well, what scares me the most— about today is the language people use to communicate with one another. And it's like, especially like calling everything a Nazi, mm-hmm. calling everything like defund the police. Like, cause I like the whole kneeling thing, like people take it to the, the whatever extreme they want to take it to. Mm-hmm. Cause I know when he was kneeling, like when Kaepernick, I knew he wasn't trying to say, Hey, this is equivalent to me burning the American flag. He was not saying that at all. Agreed. And I'm like, and and people, people, that's the language people use. Like, oh, he's disrespecting the military, and I, and that's what the other side did. That's what the well, right I mean, did was to take his legal protest. Yeah. Be, because if you remember back then, I was like, of course, take a knee. I don't well, care. But be prepared to to take, you, face the consequences you, because First Amendment doesn't last, doesn't work in a in a workplace environment. Because does it make me a bad American? To say that I think it should be legal to burn the flag, it is legal to burn. I know, the flag. but like I'm like that's I'm, what makes that's an Ameri- that that's the most American thing that it can be. That we're one of the few countries that say you can burn the one symbol of your birth nation. Uh, can you burn the Chinese flag? Can you burn the Korean flag? Can you burn the German? I'd be interested to know the laws of like all the major countries in the world. Like what what are their laws? Because I, it just kind of weirds me out, man. Like when you watch these protests okay, well, here's and you the, watch these riots, and you go watch- to Iran where they burn the American flag in a heartbeat. Now ask them, hey, okay, can you burn this Iranian well, the, flag? Well, I, I, see what those, happens to them. That place is extreme. But what I'm like, saying, I don't think you can even drink there. 
So. You, you can't. But so, yeah, no, I, I think it makes you a wonderful American to be able to burn the flag. You have that right to protest. We're one of the few nations that give you that right to protest. I don't want to say I'm all for flag burning, but I'm all for flag burning. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of weird. Like you can't you can't win when you're talking to a, a large population about that concept because one one side's going to get it, one side's going to say you hate America. But I, I just think it's kind of strange the language we use and then the extremes of what people believe because you look at you look at the news, you look at Twitter, you look at the internet. I, in my personal opinion, I think that's like eight percent of what's really going on and like, like what people are really feeling. I really do. I don't think it's a large population of people going like, yeah, he's right, yeah, he's wrong, or this is right, that's wrong. Okay, I've got a list. So I don't think, you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think it represents really what's going on. Just, just so. let you know, uh, the countries that explicitly allow flag burning, saying it's okay, United States, Canada, Belgium, and Australia. There's only four? Yep, there you go. Cool. And uh, and I think that's interesting, because especially with what's going on with the protesting, what people are choosing to do, and then you see the rioting and you see this kind of stuff. Because let me, let me ask you this. and When you're looking at the reactions to what, pe- what, what people are calling injustice, which I get, what, what drives me nuts is I can see it being, I can see it being justified if it's like a court ruling. Mm-hmm. Not just like, oh, hey, did you see that tweet? Someone got shot. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? Let's go tear down the town. Because I think that's what happened. Uh, oh, you, there was video on the street in um, no, that Wisconsin it, town where you saw no, that it happen. That happened in another town where somebody, there was a gunfight between police and a, and a, and a, a person. And mm-hmm. someone on Twitter goes, it was a 13-year-old boy. You know, like they, mm-hmm. and no one really checked it. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't believe it. Let's go start this stuff. Yeah. Knee-jerk reactions, you know, my well, feelings Well, because, I mean, that, that to me is, like, the court stuff, I can totally see causing a problem. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, Minneapolis. Say they actually went to court with these police officers and they got found not guilty. Something's going to happen because of that. And I can see that going, like, yeah, I can see people being upset about that. Mm-hmm. But the, what's going on today, I just don't really... It, it, it's the constant knee-jerk reaction. Uh Chris is very active, and I, and I thank you for that. He's he's got a point here. Facebook.com slash Dick and Skippy. There you go. Where he says civility isn't returning anytime soon, regardless of the outcome. A box has been opened that won't be closed anytime soon. I can't fully disagree with you, Chris, but I will say it doesn't start at the federal level or the national level. It starts with people like you and I, who are politically well. Again, like I said, polarized. I think, I think the average person. But there's always respect. I know. I think there's a, his, yeah. Average person has that respect for their yeah, neighbor. John Q. Public wants to be able to talk to John Q. Conservative wants to be able to talk to John Q. Uh, Demo- uh, uh, liberal and get things done. You know, I, I'm a huge fan of, of Jay Stittleberg, a frequent guest on here, who is a gay Democrat. And it, uh, on many levels, we don't agree, but I would love to. I've told him many times publicly and privately, I would love for us to be in the same public office as counterparts because it's I think he and I, you go in, we'll go in a conference room, lock the door, well, and six hours later, you make a great there's country. a plan. I absolutely agree. There's been a there's been a polarizing shift that began. You definitely don't want to have one side 10, doing everything. 10, 12 years ago, I believe. You definitely don't want to have one side doing everything. And you shouldn't. And I think that, again— Or for no more than two again, years. like the language people use. If you look at the two major parties' copy, what they have their people saying in the YouTube ads— it's like we got to win the seat. 
we got to defeat XYZ because we don't, we need the seat. Mm -hmm. We need the power. And I'm like, man, I wish they would like figure out a better language to use and saying we have to beat these guys because that's, that's what you know, you're going to have so many stalemates when it comes to actually producing something positive for the country. Cause you based your entire campaign on beating somebody else. That way you can control something. One aspect of being as old as I am is I remember when bipartisanship was not a dirty word. When free, when when the exception was getting very partisan and not reaching across yeah. the aisle to have members of a committee well, even on there, both parties even saying, even if there's bipartisan stuff today, because there's still bills and stuff that was like a no brainer. Well, yeah, but, but no, and, it's such a schism. It's seriously uh, the the highest ranking Democrat or the highest ranking Republican could today personally cure cancer. And the other side will just find it no, a No, for a day it'd be good. And then after that, they'd be like, well, he didn't cure corona. So, <laughs> Got a point. But I, no, I think what would be, uh, I think what would be a strong move is if you want to run for, like if I was talking to Nick Sandman, right? Or me. Well, Nick Skip Sandman. Skip for president. You know, Nick, instead of texting Nick, tweeting Nick, hey, you and David Haw, go at it. It'd be like, hey, why don't y'all be counterparts? But y'all are together trying to create a better, better country. You're absolutely right. So there you go, Sean. Get off Twitter. Thank you. You're, uh, I, I cannot argue that one at all. That's a good but no, point. that's like if that's the way I would but try to. Healthy competition is a good thing. Well, that's what I'm saying? You create that healthy, but you understand there's kick his butt. There's a dialogue to it where yeah. it's like they're not going to run for the same office base, but they're going to be because like how does that work for the senators here for uh, Cruz and there's basically Texas is divided in two parts, right? Like I can't vote for both of them, can I? Was it Corbin? What's his name? Oh, 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 the senator. No, you, you, you vote for your aspect. No, 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 you, you vote for both. You vote for both? Yeah. So uh-huh. they, like, at one point, they could be one Democrat, one, like, I could potentially yeah, be. Yeah, that's, okay. that's kind of the, there are two senators per state. Yeah. And they can be both one party, separate parties, you know, whatever. So, of course, in your, in your primary, you vote for just your party reps. And the top two get in. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, that's the way I would look at it. That's for a better world, I imagine. But we're not going to do that. This is going to, the internet and everything's going to keep harping down. People are going to still use that language where we have to hate each other, which I get. I mean, it's easy to do that. It's easy to blame But the, the block button works both ways. Yeah, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Twitter's just garbage. Or, I'm a big fan of the snooze button on Facebook. Yeah, I there's something where you can snooze someone for, where you basically you don't hear from them for 30 days because there are people I, I love hearing from, but on, and this is on both sides of the, the aisle again, but I'm just tired of the nonstop this and that, and I, well, I, get, and I don't want to respond. I get concerned so. for those who post more than like twice a day. Like I get concerned a little bit. It depends on the context. No, it's still concerning. But, I mean, here's the thing. It, it can be someone posting once a day but with such vitriol that I, I just don't... I like hate it, to say it, say it, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. So I want to just snooze it for 30 days. Because I know they're well, saying got, nothing but stuck, orange man bad. Well, you're or, already stuck looking at yourself. So, I mean, you're already that's why you're I working downhill already. I haven't looked in the mirror in like 12 years, my friend. I, I don't like what that's looks fine. back at me. So. Well, I'm, I have a picture of you. We got your, the, we got, I put a picture of you over my mirror. So when I, when I brush my teeth, I see you. That's nice. Yeah. Is it me throwing up? That's the, that's the best <laughs> one. But, uh, you know, I'm, you know I, I hope everyone turns out all right with the protests and then everything kind of... The truth. I like the truth. I want to know more. If I if I really cared about it, I want to know more. They can't be sustained. 
Here, here's the thing. Like, much like COVID can't be sustained, it's going to have to run its course sooner or later. The protests slash riots going to have to run their course. But they're, but that doesn't mean you just let them do it. And that's the thing. You know, I can say COVID needs to run its course, but I'm not saying everybody rub, you know, cough in each other's face to get over it. There are ways to mitigate the damage. Same thing with the, the, well, the was, protesting. Let them run its course, but don't allow people is. to burn down cities. What's the history? I, I, that's why we need a historian, historian on, because I want to know what is the steps taken by a government body to help end result a positive. Because well, when, you stop it. You bring in the national guard and stamp riots, it down. The riot stuff I get happened because it happened so fast. So you can't. You're not going to go full Gestapo on the whole town and have like curfew. But I, more people are dying for. Okay, more people have died from the. Okay, how can I phrase this? Oh, here we go. No, it's well, gonna be, this is going to be a hot take. Well, the the death of George Floyd was just a tragedy. Period. Yeah. There's not a but to that. Subsequently, more law enforcement has been killed in the protesting, the quote, peaceful how many, protesting. How many officers have died? Uh, you, retired. I'm talking law enforcement, meaning uh, uh, retired, active duty, and there are those uh, federal troops who were permanently blinded by people shining lasers in their eyes. Uh, so, between, so they haven't died? Yes, there, there are those who have died. I'll give you a list of who's died. But you have the pawn shop owner who's a retired sheriff, brutally murdered as a direct result of the George Floyd protest. You know, Portland, three officers permanently blinded because people shining lasers in their eyes. Uh, others have died, okay, and been injured. To where the riot is supposed to call attention, but not to up the body count. And, you know, I lived through the, the Watts, you know, we had the Watts riots here. We have, you know, the Los Angeles riots after Rodney King and after O.J., uh, well, not so much OJ. In England, I lived through the Tox Test and the Brixton riots. You know, they don't, they're not supposed to be sustained for three months like in Portland. You don't let them continue. You have to stomp down the violence so the nonviolent people can finally have their say. All the, there are peaceful protesters in Portland. They're not getting a single word in because the, the whack jobs are too busy burning down the courthouse and blinding federal troops. All right. Yeah. I guess. Whatever. Take a break. Come back and let's lighten the mood with other stuff. You're horrible. <laughs> You're listening to Dick and Scooby. We'll be right back. Business office cleaning is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Second Saturday Divorce Workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life. This divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce, in the process of divorce, already filed for divorce, or post-divorce. 
You will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. God's Garage is a 501c3 that repairs and gives away cars for free to single moms, widows, and wives of deployed military. You can help God's Garage by donating a vehicle, volunteering your time, or by monetary donation. God's Garage is located at 2106 East Davis, Conroe. If you'd like to learn more about God's Garage, visit our website at godsgarage.org. Or you can contact us, and we would be glad to come and make a presentation to your group. All right, we're back. We're going to give Sean limited time for this upcoming part of the segment. I'm tired of hearing him. <laughs> be excellent and yeah. part to each other yeah. and party on, dudes. Yeah. It's getting... Uh, like I said, we don't, our guest couldn't make it today. He's prepping for the hurricane. Punk. People be safe out there. Look at the weather. Keep an eye on it. I think uh, we're expected to get some rain up in the Montgomery County area later tonight. Mm-hmm. Around midnight, I think it was. Yeah, this is going to be a I late think, night thing. I think so. Galveston's supposed to get hit around 7. Because uh, I'm bearing in mind, we're like 100 miles north of Galveston here. But, so. yeah. So be safe. Be prepared. Get, get water. Get all that stuff. Uh, and the 30, you know... Friends or listeners in like the south side of town that need someplace to go, you know, give us a buzz. Let's see what we can do up here. You know, there's a select few of friends that I will allow into my house and allow you can give you sanctuary. Dick, what are you going to do to prep for the for Laura? I don't like telling people what I do. You gonna like? You well, know, I'm gonna be here. Chop down your trees. No, I'm gonna be here. Uh, we did get uh, what do you call it? Is it CBD? The, the 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 pot stuff. Yeah, we the, apparently there's treats for dogs with it. <laughs> Is that like doggy so catnip? We got, we got that to help the dogs. Oh, to keep them calm during the storm. Yeah, we got good that. idea. That's really nice. And doggy downers. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I guess that's is that considered a prep? I, you know what? I, I would absolutely agree with that. Uh. But yeah. we, uh, our dog, we're, we're, we got, we have plenty of, we got all the stuff already. We have flashlights, we got batteries, we got. Yeah, I, I think we're stuff. we're set up as good as, as well as we can be. Like I said yesterday, we had HEB bought a lot of non perishables, you know, pantry foods yeah. instead of freezer and fridge foods. We uh, uh, we 
bingoed out. I got no joy on finding a uh, generator yesterday, but my father-in-law indicated he could get his hands on one. And this is good news for you, Dick, because he's yet to come retrieve the cooker that he is purchasing from you. So we're going to be holding the cooker hostage for the uh, generator so he can come get the generator and pay for that. So you can get your your new, uh, I say cooker, your smoker. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll get him up here with a generator and say, okay, fine. I'll start smoking. Take, take it. Smoking. Yeah, I enjoyed it because he, he, he's wanting to, he's a big smoker guy. And, of course, you know, when we tested out your smoker that, that day, I'd never, all my stuff had been either Kingston charcoal or, or gas propane stuff. So I'd never realized how hardcore this is. Yeah. And it's like to me, back in the day I used to smoke a pipe, you know, an actual you know, tobacco in a pipe. And that was an art form. Yeah, you know how to, to pack the tamp then, the yeah. tobacco and, and light it and, and keep it on how many how much to puff is it was much different than a cigarette. I feel with a smoker it's the same way. You know you can just pop open a propane grill and do both sides and you're done. Or the smoker is just a, it was an art form. And so I'm kind of part of me is looking forward to him coming up to get more smoking done and take that sucker home with him. So uh, we get a generator in response. And we just need fortunately with like my house. Our water heater and our oven are gas-powered. Yeah. So should we lose power long-term, you know, over, let's say, a day or two or three, whatever, the primary issue would be the the fridge and freezer. So we just need, like, a little 3,500-amp uh, generator to handle that. We don't, you know, we don't need for the water heater. Or, and, so, and we can still cook our food. So... We're as prepared as we're going to be. And don't forget, you know, uh, hurricane season isn't over yet. This is, we're only halfway through. Well, I wanted to ask you about that. I think we talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but, like, do you see people's reaction to, like, you know, natural disasters, especially in the Houston area, as being escalated now because of the past problems because i i will say from my memory every time there's been a hurricane we never like we we never as as like a a area maybe i just wasn't paying attention to it it's like for example schools closed it's like the county closed certain like non-essential stuff Mm -hmm. like they've already decided hey we're going to close these so do you think with that kind of reaction is that do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing? Because to me, it's more, you're, it's better just to be safe with it. But eventually, because I'm, getting, I'm getting reports from people who are like, oh, we're just not going to work today. Like even Holly. Holly, they were saying that uh, she, they already told her she, they don't need her for Thursday. And I'm like, but you're a nurse. Like, what are they, like, what, how do they feel? But, well, I'm flashing back to, to Rita because I remember that day very well. Um, we were working. I was working that day, and I worked on, like, Hempstead Highway 290 area. Yeah. And did you get stuck? Almost. It was all day long. We're like, hello, can we can we go in management? It's like no manufacturing firm, oil and gas industry. And at five, it was like, hey, you can go at, at five. And I so, like how there's like making it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Five. five. And fortunately, I am Mr. Escape Route. I know every back road there is between two points. And so it only took me two and a half hours to get home where it usually would take me 30, 45 minutes. So that was pretty good because, you know, freeway, you know, that's where everything was, was 
backlogged. I was able to spend a little time with my daughter. We went to frozen yogurt before they closed it down. It was like 9 o'clock because they were going off to, to Hempstead, uh, her, my daughter and her mother. Yeah. They had property in the middle of nowhere, which was be pretty safe. And I was able to hunker down in my apartment, and I told you about that earlier. But I saw—remember, people died— Trying to get out, trying to move around. Yeah, you had that bus of old people that caught fire and because it was so we weren't prepared for that. Much like the COVID thing, we just weren't prepared for such a immediate, oh, gosh, the whole, everyone needs to move forward. And that's why Judge Ed Emmett, Harris County Judge Ed Emmett, worked on the hunker-down scenario and the phased um, evacuation, which was, okay— if you're north of Galveston, you hold on for two hours while Galveston let Galveston come through. Yeah, then be- when they're done, then you go in behind them, and it's this re- reverse evacuation order, which you know you learn from that. And yeah, yesterday there was a lot of people on the road, but we no nowhere near like it was with Rita. Yeah, and the well, track is pretty much the same. Yeah, well, the reason I wanted to ask is like I, I always constantly think about places that live around the world and like. You live up east, like northeast, or pretty much anywhere north. Uh, I guess northeast gets more changes in the snow weather. Yeah, because, well, you get the the, the, the current So, like, because they eventually kind of, like, equalized with, like, oh, it's normal to have four feet of snow every day. I'm you still... have put on your snow chains on your tires. You make sure there's yeah. gasoline for your generator and stock up on dry I, wood. I, I do like there living here because more often than not, it's not a big deal, but we go ahead and close anyway. Cause like I remember going to school and every time it, it iced over, I'm like oh no school today sweet, even though it's still kind of warm outside. It's just like a little eye, like it's not because we just it, it's so unusual for us. Yeah, uh, I I think for the whole shutting down thing, it's a, it's okay right now to be overly cautious because that's just oh, where yeah. we are right now. But the more times that you know, every day we wake up that this hurricane hasn't killed us all or this virus hasn't killed us all, eventually it's like okay we're not gonna well maybe our res- maybe our response rate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, we Eventually, you get tired of, we can't. Okay, we can't shut down every time somebody pulls a fire alarm. Well, no, the, I think what you what you said was kind of in the right direction. Is you you develop the plan mm-hmm. to be very efficient. So, like, hey, this thing's coming. We do know when it's going to be hit land. So that means, you know, Galveston, you evacuate at this time. Houston, you evacuate. This you evacuate. But then the, the rebound time where it's like, oh, we expect this to be over on Thursday at six o'clock p.m. Mm-hmm. So when you have that kind of information out, people kind of know, oh, this is when I can start heading back. Because one thing that I remember about Harvey, especially up here, it wasn't really like, there's a tornado coming. It was more of like, hey, guys, have you noticed it's been raining nonstop for five days? Yeah, I just thought about that. It really hasn't stopped. What is that supposed to mean? I don't know. And then all of a sudden you're flooding. Uh Uh, Because that's what I remember from Harvey. I don't remember it being like, oh, hey, this is coming. It's going to destroy your house. Boarded up. No one was planning. I and was driving back from Albuquerque that day. We hit the, the, you know, coming back, we went through Mansfield to see my son, and the last five hours of our drive was just, like, pouring rain. We pulled in at midnight. We didn't unload the car because it was like, okay, you know, we're... we're it's we're, raining. It's raining. We go to bed, 5 o'clock in the morning, our power goes out. <laughs> we wake up to that, and all of a sudden there's banging on our door, and neighbors, you know, all the neighbors are going, and I looked, and... The water was coming up my driveway, and we had houses already at the end of the street flooded, like three, four feet up. So, you know, we're trying to get everybody out. It was like, go now. Yeah. It was very, very shocking. We we didn't, we weren't prepared. So the same thing with, like, hurricane preparedness or virus preparedness. If we don't learn 
from the initial mistakes That's on how to rebound. do it. The- exactly. And because there's going to be, and I'm being glib here when I say, there's going to be a COVID-20. There's going to be something else down the line virus-wise that's going to hit us. We need to learn from the mistakes of this one, what works, what doesn't work. Have plans. Have we, okay, this is going to sound, talking about COVID. Have, do we do any tracking like the flu? Same, like the same way we track. Yeah, 65,000 people in America Well, I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. And well, that's according I'm, to the CDC. Well, no, I'm asking like at the level of, uh, attention of detail as COVID, because like I know I recently saw it, that now it's the norm for the county to send us stuff every day, and then they kind of slowed it down a little bit. Like how many cases we have, how many of this, and I was thinking to myself, I was like, I wonder if they started doing this for other things that can be counted. That like 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 the flu, for example. I wonder what would happen if they started doing that because I don't know what's normal. And I don't know what like what the alarm level is until you know things are burning, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm not like a, I, I always ask Holly about it, like especially with COVID when it first came, that first like three weeks, four weeks of like the unknown, really what's going to end up happening. No one really knew. Everyone was kind of I would say a lot of people were scared, and some are still scared today. And I was like, all right, so what's going to happen going forward with other stuff, and how do we how do we control the ex- level of expectation with it? Because I really don't know what, like, where's the danger zone or where's, like, the normal zone and where's this. Because it's kind of like when, like, COVID was first being talked about, there wasn't, like, oh, hey, we expect this. Like, I remember they said they expected some obscene amount of number of people being affected by it, but then it never, ever reached, like, a fourth of that, right? You remember that? Like, Mm -hmm. the very beginning. Like, the very beginning, they were like, hey, we're going to hit 20,000 cases in this area. But, like, I think it went up to, like, what? 3,000 or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I'm not making this up, right? No. And and that's when, it, like, I feel like the, the bar changed. It keeps changing, so I don't really know what to judge it on because, to me, that was the DEFCON zero, whatever you correct way of saying it, was, oh, if we reach 200,000, we're screwed. But it never even got close to that, so I was like, oh, so it's not that big of a deal? But then the bar changed. You know, they kept changing it. So what what are you doing? I'm I'm trying to find a really statistic on something, but I wonder if they started doing that with the flu and doing so because you got to be aware about what's going on, especially things that that happen with uh, when you interact with people because the flu that's how the flu gets spread, right? It's kind of very similar to the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're going to start doing that just as a norm because it's flu season. Here you go. Here's the reports because I know they have a standard report annually going. Hey, this year we had so many people that got the flu. But it's not to the t- detail of I'm not getting a press release every day where we, we have 20 new cases of the flu. Right? Yeah. So no, yeah, absolutely. You're not uh, even paying attention. No, 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 I am. I, I thought you no, were about to finish your sentence. Well, I asked you, I go, do you see that becoming the norm? Um, but you weren't paying attention. So, no, I mean, it's all right. <laughs> I'm just giving a hard time. No, again, because we're talking about what's the norm, what's the new normal, what's the new thing. Yeah. It's going to be a mixture of what it is. We can't shut down the nation every time there's a a, a virus with a 99.995% survivability rate. You can't. I think you no, can. I think you can do whatever you want. Not every time it happens. No, you can you, do whatever you want, man. Cause, yeah. Because like, I was thinking about this. Be prepared to Well, I was thinking about the this the other day. I was like, all right, say hypothetically Joe Biden wins the election. Mm-hmm. What really has changed in the level of expectation of Americans? Because the reason I asked that is I know right now 
the things that I read and hear people say about pro-Biden is there's a lot of expectation coming because of what the drastic changes Biden wants wants to bring. Because when I say drastic, I don't mean like, oh, progressive. I meant like he's not Trump. That That's that's so, the, the platform. Oh, I know, I know. But I'm saying like there's going to be an expectation level of that, right? Like it's not like, oh, we got him in office. We're good. Thank you. I think there's going to be a lot of expectation. Like, how are you going to do something? And I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed. Because mm-hmm. I don't think... I, I it, Especially within 18 months when Joe Biden, for some reason or another, is no longer the president. Well, you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, oh, absolutely. Because the I way they're that. building up that election stuff, like especially when it comes to COVID-20 or whatever, it's like, it's so strange to me how we, we really can't comprehend a, a better strategy for things like that. Because I, I think we we make a we repeat a lot of our mistakes, mm-hmm. and unfortunately for this, I mean, I wonder how how many classes and teachers are going to be doing lectures about you know this county did a good job, this state did a good job, this state did a horrible job, and this is you know X Y Z. Yeah, we have to learn from those. That's what I was saying earlier. From this, this was a by any metric, and it doesn't matter who there was cluster of of handling this because of how it came out of china and what they withheld well, and what the who did and then and the cdc the most, and the surgeon general saying certain things because they don't know what's what and so well, okay, everyone's like an armchair that, quarterback today when, on that idea what scares me the most about these possibilities of like the future of what could happen what i'm kind of understanding is it could all go down the toilet within a day and no one would have seen it coming. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's probably one of the scariest things to me when it comes to kind of like, hey, are we are we in a healthy country? Are we not in a healthy country? You know, are are, are all the stocks and markets going to shut down tomorrow? Like, I, I have this weird feeling that no one really knows. And I don't think anyone really knows. There's like, I don't think there's one person on the lever either. I don't think it's one person just makes a decision like shut it down, shut down America. Because it's kind of like when you know when they when you talk about the history of, of successful countries also then failing, it's easy to you know see that five hundred years from now or ago like oh this is what really happened we had all the time in the world to study all the things but was that country itself looking at it like that like kind of like the USSR mm-hmm. did they know they were crumbling one day like did they just not realize until the day they the Berlin Wall fell you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. like. Or what, did the country actually know it was in a slow decline thing? They well, know? the 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 Berlin Wall fell because Ronald Reagan said Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall and that caused that started the ball rolling. Um, where, yeah, but like, would you say if you're living in that like, say you're living there in East Berlin? I'm I'm not Berlin. Like I'm living in the USSR, okay. right? And I'm doing what, what I think. I'm taking care of my family. I'm doing like the, the normal human values we have. Mm-hmm. Do you think at one point they're like, you know what, this place is going to the garbage can. We gotta get out of here right now. USSR wouldn't let you leave. There was no to get out from. You didn't have passports. I believe that. You weren't allowed to leave. That's why you had to defect. And if you look at those movies from the eighties, even like White Nights with Mikhail Gorbachev, you know, the Russian ballet dan- male ballet dancer who has to hide his passport in a plane because the plane's gonna land in Moscow and you know, you're not allowed to leave. I uh, want to respond to Jason, who asks me, uh, I've got to take this seriously, how low does the survival rate have to be to shut down the nation? I don't, I, I, I don't get what that means, because 
1.25 million people are killed in car accidents every year. Oh, that's what you're looking up? That's 3, why you weren't paying attention no, to No, no, no. There, I was going with something you're, else. You're but arguing with somebody on Twitter again. 3,000 people die a day from car accidents. So let's shut, if it's a numbers thing, if you want a numbers thing with how low does the death rate have to be, we got to shut down the nation and not let ban cars, not let people drive anymore. If, it, if it's, we got to save as many number of people, highest number of people as possible, that's a ludicrous question. How low does it have to be? Well, I mean, I think really uh, what I like to tell people when it comes to how serious should we take the crime stuff, I was like, well, we'll just go to a hospital and see how they're t- how serious they're taking it. Because to me, they're the people who are administrating the care and prevention, mm-hmm. and you get a kind of idea. Like, that's what I, I always say that to you. Is like I kind of learned advertently through Holly, and then I kind of was shocked because on one on my right side over here in the media and everything, it's like, you know, don't leave your home. And then when you see what she's dealing with, it's like they're not treating like they're just treating like any normal virus that's contagious that has these certain elements to it so they're just gonna do the best they can like it's not like they told her to go hey quarantine yourself for until it's over because you might take it home to your family they weren't quarantining any of the doctors Mm -hmm. any of the people they're like hey if you feel sick the the craziest thing is she felt sick they sometimes would ask people to just like go take a test but could finish out your work day Mm -hmm. like think about that Mm mm-hmm and so that's the way I always tell people, if you really want to see how serious it is, go to a hospital. And, and taking back to the hurricane thing, back to uh, Rita, I had to work the whole day. The management was like, well, no, you know, it's not storming right now. They didn't take into account people still had to get home or take care of loved ones and stuff. So, again, that was an ignorance on the, the authorities' well, part. Well, I like what people are doing now. Like I was just giving an example for this this Laura thing. Is I'm getting reports of like, oh, we're— we're shutting the county down at certain things. Like, for example, the Texas A&M AgriLife folks reached out. Uh, they were going to do sh- several shows this week. I'm like, oh, hey, they shut us down. A lot of our guests can't make it. You know, they're out of state. They're going to be, you know, X, Y, Z. And I'm like, I'm really glad that that's the response instead of just saying, like, oh, we're going to test the waters, you know. Because usually when say we're going to test the waters, you're like, all right, then you're a risk taker. Let's see what <laughs> And unfortunately, if I love Holly was, we're sitting there chatting. Uh, last night about it and uh she's like so what are we gonna do and i'm like well i'll tell i know what i'm doing she's like well what i'm like i'm going to the radio station because that's what i have to do and she's like oh that's right it's kind of funny that you have to do the complete opposite of what people are supposed to be doing and i'm like well not really i mean there's you're running into the floods dick while everyone's running away definitely not definitely not running into the floods um i mean i guess if i had to but i wouldn't i mean but do you understand what I'm okay, – because I know clearly you were looking up other stuff, trying to fight people on the internet again. Well, no, uh, a listener had a question, and I, I needed to I'm respond to time. it. Yeah. No, but like – because that's what kind of concerns me a lot about what the way the media has a, a has a factor in our lives where we're receiving information. And it like that what blows my mind is no one really knows. And like if, at the end of the day, like when someone tells me the stock market fell, I, I don't think you'd be able to find one – person to go this is let me explain to you why it fell like they were like oh it just it's a multiple factor. when it goes up you take credit for it when it goes down like, you say well it's outside of my control that's human nature and you know trump's a master of that if i must you know i must let people know i don't like trump either so yeah trump's big at when the stock market goes up he takes all the credit uh, but if it tanks well, it's someone else's fault specifically i'm talking about but no i need to make sure to point out that you know i don't like trump either if i'm going to be taken seriously by people oh well i like trump is that bad <laughs> there you go i enjoy his twitter mm-hmm. 
But yeah, yeah, it's no one, no, no two economists can agree on what makes the stock market go up or down or what the trends. Well, are. I think this was just so scary to me because the way this, the our today's world's trying to tell, or the t- U.S. is telling me is, you know, Biden is not Trump, so he's better. But I don't really understand how he's better. Is that making like? Yeah, no, like, he's just different. It, it's not a. I can't. Because do you think like the? I did not see a single in the DNC uh, conference what the actual platform was, except I'm not Trump. Well, I mean, I, I mean, because what's what's weird to me is you think about the riots and you think about the police stuff, and not a single word was like, said about them in the DNC conference. Well, why do they need to say something to acknowledge it? Like, hey, because here's the thing: do they need to say Republicans something? aren't the ones burning down courthouses, so. Yeah, they are. I bet you. I bet you. There's a couple Republicans. Okay. Well, here's the thing. The Republican convention addressed it last night. Democrats never did. So it's like these are your people you doing this. Can you tell them to stop? You can't plan absolutes, man. You Why should. don't you tell the rioters to stop? Well, I mean, I bet they did. I don't know. No, these. Uh, I can guarantee you the the videos I've been seeing with people getting up on restaurants and holding up their hands and screaming and yelling and stuff. I think my favorite ones are the shaming ones. Yeah, now. that's Have what I'm saying. That? Have you seen that? Yeah, those, those are my favorite. These aren't Republicans doing the shaming. Yeah, I bet they are. I bet a couple. Yeah, okay, a couple. I'll give you two out of uh, out of a hundred. I mean, you're talking about. I think. So why did the DNC completely ignore it? Because they in did, the conference. Because they probably did some type of. They probably paid some person a lot of money to go. Hey, what are the hot topics that were we can always receive positive? No, it's on? Well, what can we can, what, what what can we put on the other party? And basically, it's well, we're not him, so that's well, our. That's platform. what I was saying. That's the negative thing in today's yeah. politics. But yeah, but I think that's it. I still haven't really seen it yet, and I I kind of want to know because it's like you know, do you think that day one of Biden's presidency, no one's rioting anymore? No one's what rioting. Oh, I think it'll. Well, no. I mean, Portland's doing. Should America. Trump win? There's going to be another outbreak of of I mean, outrage. And I think COVID. I think the COVID. The COVID will go away. Well, I think the COVID was really the catalyst of the storm that's been happening. I think there's a lot to it. Yeah, there's a pressure it. cooker, and and here's the thing: it's COVID has killed people absolutely, and every death is is tragic for families, and there's no but to that. It's it's a tragedy. There are inherent dangers with a lockdown. Suicide rates are skyrocketing. At-home deaths from heart attacks are skyrocketing in Montgomery County. You know how we can solve all this? Yeah, not lockdown. No, we do that. Uh, everyone goes into the military. Toughens up. There you go. Be, be military. What's it called? Uh, a forced military service. Yeah, what is it? What is it? Is conscription. Your, yeah, does Israel do conscription? Is it called conscription? Yeah. Because I thought conscription was more of like, no, you literally are serving... For that, like yeah, Norway too, because everyone likes to say, "Well, we, we should do it like Norway." Norway has, if you're a man, you have to be in the military for uh, four years, I believe. Okay. You have Good. to. And for those who say, "Well, Norway's got a hundred percent literacy rate," by definition, that means you must be able to I speak the wait. native language. I, see, this is the thing I love. So I, English I, must be made I the love, native language. I love like utopian style movies and books, and then like dystopian style books and stuff like that. Because you know, eventually, some of those little things are going to become true. Like I can totally see, like my uh, Holly really liked The Handmaid's Tale, and we're watching it. I don't know if you know anything about the, the base structure of the show, but basically, the base structure of the show is people are infertile, but then they find out certain women are fertile. And it's not the men. I don't think it was the men that are infertile. It's just the women are. Mm-hmm. And so certain women are fertile. And I'm like, I can totally see our society gathering these women up without their... Did you see the movie I, Children of Men? Yeah. Same basic well, premise. Well, not really, because so, no one can just have kids. It's well, until 
I, I don't want to. Well, it's, no, it's a normal Handmaid's movie. Tale, there's a good number of women who can have children. Oh, so like it's just like imagine if one fourth of the women's population can give birth. That's it. Got it. The rest can't. So everyone's freaking out. And and that's what really I was like. You know what? I can see our society going like that, like changing everything and disregarding you know what we believe are human rights completely. Because that's I mean I and that's what scares me the most about us as humans is we're able to go to from zero to a hundred within a day on certain things. It just takes, and you can say there's a lot of variables and stuff like that, but like there's no control over it. And I think that's, what's really scary for some people when they start, you know, changing things day one. And I can see this slowly slipping through in today's world. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Cause it's kind of like what, uh, it's kind of like what you've been hearing through the media for the past, like 50 years, like social security's run out of money. And, we're running out of gas and things like that. And I'm like, man, it's just going to take that one day. We're like, Oh, they've been telling us for 50, you know, whatever. Finally they're out. Yep. And, uh, and that's, what's kind of, that's, that's alarming to me. It's like the day where we actually end up in hell in a handbasket. All the well, old timers I've used it. I told I you we it. were going there. Well, okay. So, uh, you know, I do like paying attention to little fun things on the internet. And there was a fun thing going on with this, this, uh, postal service guy that the joy dude, the and Postmaster General. Postmaster General. And yes. I don't really know what Postmaster General is. I know... Uh, he's the head of the post I know office. he's elected, right? He's, he's like appointed. Appointed. Mm-hmm. And he has to be voted on and stuff, right? Like, I mean, I, it may be... I'm not sure if it's confirmation, because remember, the post office is not a government entity. It's an independent well, agency well, of the I government. I understand, like, when I go, hey, I want him to be it, he has to go through, like, a trial or, like, a, a tribunal, and they go, yes, we approve of him. I would have to check on that. Because it's like NASA. The Senate doesn't approve the NASA director, but the NASA is actually a government agency. Yeah. Well, he said something that kind of, and I don't really know if it's true or not, but it's kinda, he said something during his deal where it's like, am I the only one that realizes that the, the United States Postal Service is like $8 billion or whatever it was in deficit? And I'm like, all right, well, no one really cares about what you're saying, man. Like these. Well, no one cared about the post office at all until it's like, oh, we got to suddenly well, have I, mail-in well, I, ballots. I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know, there are certain businesses, certain organizations out there who do have a real problem coming, especially with COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, like when people finally see, like, oh, we're really in the red. It's kind of like when uh, was it Chevron got kicked out of the Dow? Of the Dow? No, Exxon. Exxon. And I asked my dad about this last night. And I go, is that like Exxon a bad got thing? kicked out of the Dow Jones Industrial? Is that like Average. a red flag? Like, should people be worried about that? Because it said like after ninety five years they get kicked out. My dad's like. Well, it's really it's just a private club kind of thing. Like they 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 have a standard, and Chevron wasn't meeting the standard. Yeah, and, and as so technology, like, if I'm a Chevron owner in stock or whatever, it's or Exxon. Mm-hmm. It's like is that a red flag? Not necessarily. It's you know like there once upon a time, you know, horse drawn carriages would have been part of it. What what I'm saying is as as industries advance and technologies improve. You know, we now well, have tech companies on the Dow, which weren't Salesforce. there. Salesforce.com is getting in the Dow. I'm like, what's going on here, guys? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think that's what alarms me the most, scares me the most about living today is you really don't know. You like, it, you don't have control. And I feel, I mean, I can't imagine being those towns that are do have the protests going on and do have it going, like, especially like a Portland. Like, that, that, that's got to at one point just be exhausting. And especially if you're not part of it, like you're just living there. And we are not genetically designed to keep fights going, to keep rioting going. That's yeah. the whole point about, you know, you, it's like a marathon versus a, a sprint. 
if you're in it for the long haul, you can't be racing and raging the whole time. Well, like to counterpoint that, not counterpoint, uh, like what we are, though, we are able as a society to help. And I think that's really where we shine when it comes to rebuilding and things like that. Uh, like, for example, I was reading about this business uh, similar to those gaming business that came in here. Mm-hmm. They got looted over in Wisconsin. And I was reading their social media. Going, I was just curious. Just, I want to see pictures because that would be a place that someone would get rioted because it's all these computers and like all these like, TVs and stuff. And they, yeah, they're like, yeah, we're shutting down. We're not coming back because we're like, it's over like $60,000 worth of damage. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we can't, there's just no way. And someone started to go fund me. They already had like 10 K within, you know, like the first three hours or something like that. And I'm like, well, maybe like once they show them that, like, Hey, we do want you there. Don't close down, you know, whatever. But I, and I saw the same thing with the hurricane here. There's so many reports like this is where you get help from. Mm-hmm. So if you need help, this is how you do it. Financial or, you know, evacuation or food or whatever. It's like we're already planned to help people before. And when people are allowed, if I can, especially, you know, with both the floods that happened in my house, the community. Like FEMA has a a app now Mm -hmm. that will, it has everything you've ever needed if you're facing an unknown scenario with a flood. Because if you remember before Katrina and Rita, the only thing FEMA was good for was in the X-Files. It was part of the conspiracy that FEMA was the shadow government that would take over in case of emergency. And that's how the aliens would would uh, take what, over. What was it? There was a loophole in the law where, like, there wasn't a set amount of time they were in control. So once it's an act, once it's acted, they could they stay could in be, power. Yeah. yeah, and that was in what? the X Files movies. That was the thing. It's going to be the Federal Emergency Management Administration. You know, big big thing like that. Now like it's it. FEMA. George Bush doesn't like black people. Kanye West kind of thing. It became a joke. And so FEMA is what it is. But after both floods in my house, the community. I mean. Church groups to drive by, private citizens, yeah. dads taking their kids to say, listen, my kids have it so good, they need to see how easy but it can go, guys, how can we help? remember this. You could still be really mean to your energy company. So call <laughs> them up. Like, you better get your butts down. <laughs> I can't imagine working for an energy company just dealing with all that because it's like, yeah, we know you're shut down. Yeah, but here's the thing. Post-floods. No one cared who was a Republican or Democrat or anything. The people that came by to help, I didn't say, well, you know, if you're a Trump supporter, you need to keep on driving or or a Biden supporter or whatever. No one cared because when something like that, when it hits the fan, when the back's against the wall and people need help, we tend not to, you know, if the neighbor's house is burning down, we don't negotiate the price of renting our garden hose. We put the fire out. And, you know, that's what gives me hope. That, like I always say, the market will always correct itself if you let it. I am kind of curious to see what people happens, will though, chill out if you let them. Like after the election, I'm curious to see how. Because to me, the DNC, this is their last true Democrat person. They're putting. Oh yeah, the before it goes, and then way the left. RNC, they have no idea. They have no what do you call it, cojones. And I really don't see. I I just don't. I'm I'm going to be interested. Like if you're a fan of politics, be interesting to see. The new it. face of the Democrat Party is is the squad, and you know Bernie being the, the like the grandfather of that. He'll be the the lion is of the that Gandalf? party. Is he the yeah, Gandalf he'll be the Gandalf, Gandalf right? Wonderful. And so you know the Democrat Party is going to take a massive shift more to the left. And if that's your bag, you got your party. If you're a centrist, either you're going to shift a little towards the Republican or a third party serious party. Well, form. I wonder if it's not libertarian. I wonder if there's uh, 
what do you call it? There's companies that do strategies for people. And I wonder if there's an actual folder for now, because like you, I would say, so I guess Ronald Reagan was an actor, so he's kind of like a celebrity. Um, but Donald Trump, to me, was like the more recent one that used the status that he earned through being on TV and everything. Well, Reagan I, was governor before he was president. He shifted from well, yeah, acting yeah. into politics. Well, I, I know. Trump was just like, woke up one Tuesday morning and says, well, I want to be president. Yeah, I wonder if there's like a strategy company that does have that folder it's saying, like, I'm The Rock, right? And I'm like, you know, I'm really interested. I want to get into politics. And it's like, oh, man, yes, I had the perfect file that shows the steps you should take. Now, we have a file for governor. We have a file Yeah, because you had Jesse the Body Ventura, governor of Minnesota, yeah. boom, that, uh, Al Franken, who became a senator. So, yeah, I mean, there there are ways th- to make it happen. I think Alyssa Milano should run for something. Because <laughs> the more, like... Please, just... I, I would love for someone, for the, for the professional bitchers of the world, to actually do something yeah. about it. I think that's the next key move for people who are on Twitter all the time. It's like, instead of going to therapy, like, run for something, because hopefully you get so discouraged from getting your butt kicked that you stop talking. <laughs> like, I think that woman from Sex and the City got beat really badly Oh, um, uh, in New York. Uh, Cynthia Nixon. Yeah, she got beat pretty badly, and I wonder what how she feels. Because I really think... But she ran. That's the thing. Well, I respect saying, her for I, running. I think it's really interesting you see people who are like, yeah, I'm going to go to the protests. And then I wonder how many people of those who went to these all these protests, their minds have changed, either for the positive or for the negative. Because, you know, when the riot thing starts, you're kind of like, to me, you're kind of like lost. If I was sitting there and I'm like, no justice, no peace. Let me have my sign. I'm having a good time. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm like, this is gonna be good. We're making a good thing. And then all of a sudden, when you're like, you reach the end of the street, you turn around and start doing the same thing. And there's like burning car. Like, uh, what? Like, mm-hmm. what did this happen? Or the the CNN reporter saying these are largely peaceful protests, as literally bonfire or, or buildings are burning behind them. Taking it back to you know, you've got me turned into the TV show called Bosch. Yeah, and we've been binging it, and so we're watching the season that in real time came up in 2014 or 2016 thereabouts, but several years ago. And there's a thing going on right now where a black in the show. community, in yeah, the in, show. In, the, in the show, a black community leader is murdered. And, I remember this, and a, it, it's uh, the 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 black lawyer who likes to sue cops. Okay. Gets yeah. gets killed. Yeah. And it become and here's the thing. There are scenes that it could be taken because it was on Angel Flight. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. So, so but here we they're talking about me, everyone gets murdered a, on Angel Flight. A, a protest is being formed and, and the cops are going, Well, we gotta watch our presence and then people are saying, Well, we got these radicals who are gonna you know, we're already co opting this because this one woman who's an altruist is trying to start this protest and already the the jackwads are taking over to, to turn it into riots. And you're I'm watching this going, this is five years old, the scene that they well, filmed this, but it could go down exactly today. Yeah. Communities really face those challenges. Mm-hmm. I mean because I think really those issues that are happening in those towns right now is we don't fully understand what's going on over there. They're they're actively doing something. It's not like they're just saying, "Hey, let's just let them camp out in front of this building for the next year and then they'll go away." Mm-hmm. Like they're not doing that. They're not waiting for it to end. They're they're probably trying to trying to find a way to com- like communicate. And usually, I mean, you would say like no one's expecting anything to really happen after they find a leader. You know, when they communicate, because I remember in Bosch they did find a community leader. And they did something where it was like a council of civil. 
something. I haven't gotten there. I think, but I think that's on yeah. the way where they're saying we got to. It's not a big spoiler. It's not. Yeah. But like it, it kind of gives you an idea of like this is this is the proactive way of trying to make a change mm-hmm. in the community and stuff like that. Um, but I, so I'm looking forward to that. If if you probably, haven't watched, probably Bosch, doing that now. Yeah, and if if you haven't had if you have Amazon Prime or can get your hands on a friend's login, it's a great show to watch. But it's like I said five years ago, this scene's going down, and it could it's identical to what's going down today. It's it's fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, going like we get the hurricane coming, but I mean it's one of those things. It's got me kind of a weird. It's a weird year. For sure, twenty twenty is going to go down in history as one of the, just the whack. I think from twenty sixteen to twenty twenty one is going to be this five year period yeah. where in history they're going to go the, the the wacky years, the cluster years, whatever. And basically, it's from well, I think what's the, really the, the Trump I mean, nomination. So so like so see so, so, what's the socioeconomic, no, socio political. I think it's more the the healthiness of people mentally. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting because a lot of our entertainment outlets are restricted for large groups of people so mm-hmm. like no sports no movies no plays like you can't go be with somebody and get and i, I don't know how to like i'm not a scientist i'm not a health professional but i do believe it's kind of like people encourage you to work out not just because it makes you healthy but it, like it mentally can help you reset. it does and it releases endorphins which help you so align your with, body chemistry with entertainment i'm, I'm interested to see really where we're going to be sitting at at the end of the year because we haven't been able to do these things and be with people and you know it, i mean it's gotta it's gotta have a negative effect on people like you said suicide rates and stuff but like but going forward like with football i know that was football is one of the biggest things that people do together either mm-hmm. in at the stadium or watching the tv or something like that mm-hmm. and People, I wonder if people are going to even want to do that now because they're just well. In so California, they're not even allowed to gather in someone's house to watch a football game on TV. I don't believe that. It's <laughs> true. The governor started shutting off power to people that defied the gathering order. Well, I know that. I read about that's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I think it's something that I want. I mean, I want to know if we can bounce back from that perspective. I think we can bounce back as a community. But I think if people are allowed to, they will bounce. But the market will, and I say this metaphorically, the market will always correct yeah. itself if you let it. Is that what you're trying to say about the protests? The riots? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop burning things down and see what good can happen as a yeah. result. Okay. This well, PSA brought to you with, by, but be safe out well, there with the storms coming. Yes. So uh, don't be killed by a falling tree. As far as we know, I'm looking at it. Uh, we expect some rainfall tonight, and then it's going to continue all the way through Thursday. Uh, so be safe. Get like now's the perfect time to go to the store, get the stuff you need before the rain starts hitting. Uh, be safe, and then um, yeah, if you go today, you're probably 24 hours late because I have a feeling the HEB shelves will be a lot emptier now than they were yesterday. Why would you tell people that? Because don't wally gag is what I'm saying. Oh. Do it now. All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, we won't be here Friday. Uh, we might have an interview, though, for Friday. We're, we're going to try to do an interview with the Sons of History between now and Friday. Uh, but we will not, right now, we're not scheduling anything, so keep an eye out. If you want to be a guest or anything, let us know. Dickenskippy at gmail.com. 936 9368 to be a sponsor or anything like that. Uh, we did do a talker review of Carmelitas, so keep an eye out for that. Probably out, we'll make an announcement. We're going to release it. Uh, Let us know what other places. Remember, it's not just breakfast tacos. Yeah. Breakfast tacos, taco tacos, street tacos. It's a lot of everything. Yeah. Let us know uh, your favorites. Well, she yeah, she told us about their crispy tacos that are homemade, and I'm 
I'm like, why didn't I ever know about that? So we probably have to go back and try those. She said they melt in your mouth. And, and that's a quote. I don't really know if I like things melting in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I feel kind of weird. I am so not going down that rabbit hole. Uh, but yeah, Dick and Skippy in the mornings here. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, don't forget we podcast and put our show on YouTube later at a later date. Uh, shout out to Dan who sent us a message confused on YouTube that he saw the video pop up at 9 p.m. Fortunately, Dan, that's when we put it up on YouTube. <laughs> Watch us on Facebook Live or listen to us, ironlonestar.com slash live. All right, guys. We'll see you guys later. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.